Hey talkers, welcome to Keep Talking Podcast. Keep Talking is the best platform for you to reach an advanced level of English by practicing every day and also connect with a global community. This podcast is a mix of our Instagram lives and IGTV videos, along with other recorded content. Sometimes we just give tips on how to improve your English, and other times we talk about a wide variety of topics, sometimes with special guests. Most of the episodes are in English, some are a mix of English and Spanish, and in a few we only speak Spanish. I hope you enjoy, and remember to follow us on Instagram at keeptalkingco, or check out our website, keeptalking.co, to join our community and learn more about how we can help you. How about we start by you telling us a little bit about who you are. Um, We'd love to hear about your background, working with international projects, global communities, and all of this. Great. So, um, hi everyone. I am Carolina Alzate, and I am biological engineer. I've then I made my, my master's in agribusiness, and then the doctoral studies were in in um, sustainable development. But more than than this uh, academic uh, path. It's uh, the work that I've done. Uh, what makes me very happy, it's uh, working with agriculture, with peasants, uh, also like having, working in NGOs. Uh, so my, my, real, um, my real passion, it's working with people, communities, uh, making projects, making things happen. So it's been like a, a very, a very adventurous path. <laughs> and uh, what else? I'm, I'm from Colombia, I'm from Medellin, but I lived in Brazil for 10 years. Then last year I went back to Colombia and now I am, I am uh, the director of Low Carbon City. Uh, and we are like dreaming about uh, a lot of great projects. You know, we work with climate change, with citizenship uh, participation in climate change um, decision making. And we have a lot of things, very interesting things that we can talk more about in, in the interview. Sounds amazing. Yeah, I think throughout the um, interview, we're going to cover a lot of that. And um before we go there, I would like to touch base on these um, international projects that you've been a part of. So before interviewing you, I was asking you if you felt that not having a perfect level of English in any way was an obstacle for you to be part of these global projects. How do you feel about that? And if you have any anecdotes that you can share with us, um, you know, that have happened to you in the in the years, right? Being like wanting to communicate something, but having that limitation there. Um, but before we go there, I just want to touch base again on like, so this is space is to offer people reference, right? Um, the intention here of right, a non-native English speaker using these global communication tool to make wonderful impact in the world. So now let's talk about that question. If you remember what I said. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I remember. And I think it's a very important question because um, it's not about 
being perfect to be uh, useful in the world, you know? So uh, it's about trying and, and I really think that uh, there won't be like the perfect English or perfect Spanish or, you know, perfect French uh, enough to, to go out and have this, this perfect way of expressing yourself. But it's the, um, like the amount of knowledge and com confidence uh, to go out and, and give those ideas uh, to the world and express them and to sell the idea, you know. Uh, so more than the, a perfect English, it's more uh, a very good structure idea, uh, which it's going to, to make people to get in love with what you want to, to do uh, or want to sell or, or the projects you want to, um, to bring to reality. So uh, my own experience, it has been like, uh, the thing is that I, I had a much more a better English before, but then I went to uh, Brazil and I didn't use it at all for 10 years. Uh, and I used Portuguese so now when I want to speak English, Portuguese comes up. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, and, but it hasn't been like a problem, you know? As sometimes you feel like shame because, oh my God, I, I wanted to express this better. And of course, it, when you get better in your English, uh, it's like faster the way you, you go to, to your objectives and, and stuff. But it's... Um, it's very interesting how uh, uh, not even having this, this perfect English, you can express things in a much simpler way. And if the idea is good, people are listening and people understand. And uh, well, at least I talk by uh, NGOs, uh, you know, like these, these kind of, of uh, institutions. I really don't know how how would it uh, work in like um, private um, entities, but at least here it's very it's very um, uh, common that people don't have the perfect English, but they do have like these capacities to express themselves and to and to be there and to make things happen. So that it's. Uh, like more important even than having the perfect English. And it's very interesting because as uh, as soon as you get uh, using your English, you identify where are your, your um, what is uh, left, what, is, what do you need to, to gain, like in vocabulary, in grammar. So as much as you use it, it comes, it comes like a better English also. So it's important to practice and go there and make things happen. And in NGOs, especially we, uh, globally, we know that our people, at least most of, of us, are people that are very committed to change things for good. So it's there's no like such as um, th that people are going to judge you. You know, I haven't felt that and it's very, it's very nice that people are there to hear your ideas. And, and we know English, it's like a very, very useful um, bridge to, to get our ideas clear and to communicate, but it doesn't have to be perfect. Amazing. 
this is exactly what we tell our students, right? It comes to, it comes down to actually using it instead of thinking about perfection, uh, we always, the context, right? And also the intention. Why are you wanting to use these international tool, right? Um, and eliminate your fears, go for it, because today we understand that there are millions of projects happening around the world with people that are non-native. So um, thank you for that message. Thank you. I think that he's going to inspire lots of people to keep on using their English to connect more to global communities. Do you have any anecdotes perhaps that you can share with us? You say that your English used to be a lot better, which, you know, by the way, let me tell you that your English is fantastic. But um, do you have any anecdote that maybe was frustrating for you in the past, maybe with a big project, a big presentation, any anecdotes, maybe how you dealt with it? Yes, maybe. And it was not in the past. It was more recently. Uh, we had these, um, this meeting with someone from Ireland and it was from the government. So it was like very, wow. It was like uh, an important meeting, not because we had like much expectations of some specific project or something, but you know that people you don't know, but you know that are people who uh, makes decisions and and it that they would be like potential um, potential uh, alliances that you can make for good things. So uh, it was a little bit frustrating with a vocabulary. You know, like I there were certain words that I. I didn't get to remember and I and I and I felt like very yes uh, very frustrated because I, I really wanted to say that exactly but it was very nice because the, the this woman was she was very nice she was very you know she was very open and and she understood like I it was something important that when we started I is, uh, started saying like, so sorry, my English is not as good as I, I wanted it to be, but we are going to make like a big effort for us to, to understand each other. And she was very, very nice. And I think that maybe uh, she didn't get to understand what I was saying. So maybe we lost uh, um, a little, uh, an opportunity, but we, but it's, it's good. like. You know that it was one of uh, of the um, uh, of the chances to to see where uh, it's a vocabulary missing. You know, this subject I have to to get better in this. I have to uh, be more clear with my ideas, and uh, also like if you're going to go to a meeting. Uh, maybe like be very, 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 how do you say that? Um, like prepare yourself for these, for these kind of, of meetings where it's important to get somewhere. The thing is that we didn't know what they were, they wanted. We were just saying low carbon, it's this, it's that, ta, ta, ta. Uh, so, so that happened, but it, it was nice just to, uh, you know, to, to learn how can we deal with the, those moments. All right. Amazing. Well, 
is exactly the methodology that we offer here at Keep Talking. We set the context so students get to choose from a range of different curated content that we have on platform. And then through actually discussing this content is where you're going to find out where your limitations are. Just exactly what happened to you, right? You notice that you're lacking the specific vocabulary to communicate, to convey that message with. Okay, so it seems to be good. Let's let's continue then. Um, so as I was telling you, inside Keep Talking is exactly the kind of the methodology that we propose to our students. We want each of our, each one of our students to find out their limitations through context, right? Um, so, Caro, now the next question I have for you is. How do you think having access to these international communities brings value to our cities? Great. That is a great question also because it, it was actually how Low Carbon City started and was born in 2015. And in 2016, there was this first uh, international forum in, in Medellin. And it was funny because uh, it was um, first, it, it was like more focused in Medellin city, you know, like a city who needs to get better and do things better because our air is very polluted, because we aren't talking about climate change, because, well, a lot of things, like a lot of objectives we, we had um, for Medellin to be questioning itself uh, as a city so how could we improve you know so um it was like the start from low carbon city and we called um like friends from all over the world but we didn't know that it would be like it would have such an impact and uh, 3000 people were going to to join us in in this big event uh, so the event had like academic spaces. It also had like a, a spaces in the street where people could join us and talk about these these things that weren't uh, weren't known by common people. Uh, and we there was where we uh, understood that this is something everyone should be talking about because uh, the most effects that are um, the climate change, uh, like cities are the, the most re responsible spaces for climate change, but it is uh, like the, um, the place that it's doing less for climate change. And we understood that it is a globally war, you know, that that there were a lot of cities that were um, conscious about this and that there are a lot of people that know this and wanted to, to work together. So it's very important for us to, to gather uh, in a global form uh, to think about what can we improve in cities because even there, there's a, a lot of differences between cities all over the world, we have like the same problems. Most of, of them are very similar. And um, 
from that from that event for example we we uh, we've been in diverse type of networks uh, and different type of networks ones where we work together to make projects ones where we think together to to write things down and and analyze things and and not another uh, networks to think about politics about politics and how can we can we improve and how can we put citizens to talk and and to make changes in politics you know so it's very like it's it's not just important but it is like the way we we know that it's possible to make uh, changes wow okay so all of these conversations are happy, are happening through the spaces that you guys open up for citizens to discuss and i'm guessing that many of them happen with international um i mean with people living outside of of medellin and well anywhere um specifically so many of these conversations do happen in english i would understand is that correct yes they do happen in english and not only english and it's very funny because um not all not all of them are in english native speakers like for example we have this project with an ngo from france so the person in france she doesn't have her perfect english also but english is the bridge between them and us that we don't speak french they don't speak spanish but um english it's like has been like this wonderful instrument for us to communicate and make projects with indigenous people here in Colombia and courses there make courses in in Europe so it, I think it's it's very important because it, it really helps people to to get together you know uh, so we use also of course Spanish uh, all the time for the national projects but every international project, it has been in most of them in English. All right. I'm excited to hear that you have French speakers using English, right? Because they're very, in a way, a proud and they defend their language a lot. But then uh, I believe English has triumphed. English is the winner of the global communication tool. And not to say that we only need to have one. I believe we we should uh, strive for being polyglots, right? And to have all these different languages to do projects as to have better lives, but a common tool. Would you agree that today in the world of sustainability and um, non-governmental organizations, English will be the, the global tool to communicate? Yes. I would affirm that yes, 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 and even um, specifically our subject, what we work with, that it's climate change, climate change, it's written in English, and it's uh, it's like essential mm -hmm. for you to to understand what is happening, and every encounter of, uh, for example, COP twenty one like every reunion and uh, international meeting it's in english so if you really want to to get into this subject understand what it's happening communicate uh, what is happening 
uh, you have to deal with English. It's very important. Even even for okay. Well, United, I understand United Nations, but that's another topic. Let's continue here. I have here another question for you, which is, um, so this global citizen concept, do you have, do you feel you have that identity already? Do you feel as a global professional, as a global citizen? I do feel as a global citizen, very committed to local, um, to local uh, challenges, you know, like uh, I think of myself as a global person because I I really think that we are really connected and that uh, climate change it's a uh, um, a problem of all of everyone. We all have to be um, like together in this, uh, but that. Being me as a global citizen, I have like this local responsibility to change things here, you know? So uh, it's like that um, double way of, of, of life, you know? Like I, I know I have to be connected to the world in a global way, see what is happening and understand which are the, the, um, uh, the solutions that are being created everywhere so we have this global lecture um, and bring it here locally where we do need to think uh, our, our problems, you know, to solve our problems. Right, right. So would you say that, well, you, of course, you've created a movement. You guys have created a movement from Medellin to the world, right? And um, so what would you say to people who are listening who are may, might be a students starting to improve their English level or in their intermediate level already wanting to go to an advanced level? Would you encourage them to say it is possible to be a global, right? Global mindset, local actions, global leaders who can create an impact elsewhere through English? Yes. I really think it's possible. I know it's possible. Uh, for example, I've been the director of Low Carbon City just for two months. So this is a, 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 an NGO that was created by Juliana Gutierrez. And I really wanted to bring her story here because it's, it answers you that question. Like, for example, she went out, she studied, she made her, her master's, she needed English for to, to do that. She improved her English doing that. She came back uh, as a global citizen, but with uh, local worries about her own um, city, her own country. And it started from nothing, you know, just uh, like going out with with uh, other friends to trying to make a change. And today, uh, this NGO uh, has impacted a lot of people, like thousands of people in the world. And we have done like um, events all over the world, like in France, Mexico, um, Costa Rica, uh, most of them, of course, in Colombia, but we, we've got to make a lot of things. And it started from one, peop, one person's dream. And she, she like, uh, contaminated a lot of other people 
uh, with this wonderful dream and today it is reality but you know it, it doesn't uh, it's not born from nothing it, uh, it's born like from one dream to a big uh, a big impact so it is possible and of course um, English will open a lot of of windows of opportunities uh, so and it, and you can do it like in a very fun way you know if you use it to change the world in the way you want to change it it's i think it would be like much more easier to learn right right use it in a context right i'm guessing is the same way you learn your portuguese would you share a little bit about that experience how um well you know i keep talking we encourage our students to use it every single day how was your experience learning Portuguese and how important was it for you to be exposed to the language every single day? Okay, so uh, with Portuguese, it has been like a, a different experience because uh, it's very similar to Spanish. So, uh, and the way I learned it, it was like going there and be there and just uh, starting to talk to people and it was a, a very beautiful process because it was like a by culture by day by day um, being there in brazil and using it and uh, listening a lot of, of portuguese uh, all all days you know every day I, I was listening in in my my classes and talking to friends so at, at first, as always, we, we feel a little bit shame, you know, uh, and because in, in Portuguese, you have like to to put some type of of chant in, in your in the way you talk for them to understand you. So it's, it's very funny at, at, uh, when you okay. start to, to learn Portuguese, but it was very important to be in a place where where they uh, talk every day you know so uh, uh, day by day where, learning. They, where they sing i'm sorry i was going to say where they sing every day you're saying that you have to chant the language yes. in a way <laughs> yes yes because if you say for example <laughs> i'm going to say eu sou carolina se eu if i if i say that anyone no one is going to understand me but if i say also carolina i then they will understand it's very very <laughs> like it's very funny but uh, it's wonderful so you have to chant you have to sing uh, these these language for them to understand you and and it was very important to be talking every day i don't know if you have to be in the place but at least you have to talk every day so it gets easier. It, it you start dreaming in this uh, in this language. You start thinking in this language. So uh, it's the the way you you have to to perfection your your Spanish or your English or your Portuguese is the best way. You know, like practice, practice, practice every day. in context right in different contexts so you are in a way challenging your brain like you have to do every day at low carbon city um with the interview you, you were telling us before you challenge yourself you find those limitations and you go and correct 
you go and learn that vocabulary that you're lacking. Uh, we would love to help you inside of keep talk uh, of keep talking. That's something that we definitely want to offer our friends, um, you know, and people, especially like you who are leading these global projects. This is something that has been my dream for many, many years to be able to connect with the you know, companies and startups in Colombia and help them with their English. In that way, we can make a bigger impact. And of course, in that way, everyone else is going to know about Keep Talking. So we'll have to talk about that later. Now, last question I want to ask you is, um, what should we tell people who are listening to this podcast about Low Carbon City? What do you want people to know? Mm -hmm. Great. So um, we would like to, to share with you that we are promoting a global mobilization for the collective, collective construction of low carbon cities and resilient cities, you know. So this is more than just one project. It is like a whole movement of people that are aware of our responsibility as citizenships. Uh, we know that there are a lot of things we can do to for mitigation and adaptation to climate change. Uh, so we encourage you like to, to search for these kind of NGOs and especially low carbon city, we have like these uh, these ways of making what, what we want, that it's engaging uh, citizenship in, in uh, climate change uh, by education, connecting people, creating uh, by projects, uh, making publications uh, for people to, to have access to this kind of knowledge. And uh, we work like a traduction from uh, these technical and difficult um, um, language about climate change, you know, very technical, and we try to traduce it for common people so uh, everyone knows about what we, we are dealing with, what it's coming, but also people get to know what, which uh, decisions are, are um, are being made by governments and by institutions. We have to know what it's uh, being doing so we can change or we can, uh, or we can propose or uh, we can change our own habits, you know? So there are a lot of things we can do. Uh, it's a, a citizenship and especially people from cities, we have this great responsibility to, to know what it's happening and to know how can we change what is happening, you know? So I really invite you to enter to a Low Carbon City uh, web page. And also if you want to be volunteers, if you want to know more about us, you can contact us. Um, and it's uh, it's been a, like a great uh, opportunity also to get to know other people from the world. For example, tomorrow we are welcoming a new a new practitioner. He is going to be with us for two months, and he is like a very, very global person. He is like uh, his parents are from China. He was born in China, but then he went to the U.S. He studies in Cornell University, and he has worked with 
uh, people all over the world. Uh, he studied politicians, so so it's a very interesting person, and and it's by those international networks that we have gained this capacity to welcome people. And the way that we are going to to speak to him, it's by English. So it's it's you know it, it's a tool that it's very very important because it's the way you communicate, the way you gain friends, the way you construct projects. Uh, so you're very welcome, you know. Uh, everyone is very welcome to Low Carbon Cities project, and and your ideas are also very very welcomed. Thank you. Thank you so much. I was checking on your social media and everything. I even share with you these, also these change makers initiative that you have, which is a course. And uh, I'll be sharing that with our audience for them to know a little bit more. I know it's a new, a new initiative. Um, would you like to talk a little bit about that? Or maybe you don't have that much information yet? Okay, no, like we have, I, I really uh, in, would invite you to go in the social media because that one that you uh, that you asked for specifically, that it's change makers, it's a course of leadership uh, and it's free. So uh, like this one, there are a lot of them, like for example, uh, from climate reality, they also ha are making these uh, great courses for, for uh, being a leader in, in climate change, uh, there are a lot of stuff happening. So more than talking about one specifically, it's for you, it's an invitation for you to go to Low Carbon City uh, social media and, and see what is happening right now. You know, there are a lot of information available. Most of them is in English. So uh, it's good for you, like you, you can learn about climate change as well as you learn English. It's a it's a good uh, way of practice your English also, and there are a lot of ways. Like if you want to to join any of these of these initiatives or low carbon city initiatives, you are very very welcome. Amazing, amazing! So I'll be sharing all of these with the audience um well thank you so much for having us it's been a great pleasure to listen to what you are doing inside low carbon and to also get your perspective and your experience on being a global citizen through english great 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 thank you very much for these uh for uh, this invitation it's great like to to be talking about low carbon city in english i even being like um uh, hearing myself and i from this own meeting i know that i have to work in some other words and vocabulary and stuff so it's it's very very good experience you know uh, so happy for the invitation so i thank you very very much diego it was very very interesting Amazing. Okay. Okay. Have a good night then. And well, we'll keep talking. Thank you very much. Good night for you too. <laughs> vale. Um, pues aquí igual lo edito. Caro, muchas gracias. Eh, te hablo en español para hablarte al corazón directamente. Qué buena, <laughs> qué buena entrevista y felicitaciones. Tienes muy buen inglés. I'm 
bien más o menos, pero muchas gracias Diego, muchas, muchas gracias. Pero igual sí, hay que, hay que mejorar eso. Thanks for listening, talkers. Remember that Keep Talking is the best platform for you to reach an advanced level of English fluency and connect with a global community. Remember to follow us on Instagram at keeptalkingco and check out our website, keeptalking.com.